Welcome home to the Grad School Soul Collective, where we educate and empower black and brown grad students on their doctoral journey. On this podcast, you'll hear from successful grad students, scholars, experts in the field, and even entrepreneurs. They'll share their insights, their challenges, and their most impactful takeaways with one goal in mind, to position you for success from day one. Here's our host, Alyssa J. Today, we are going to be talking about Black students, Black PhD students, and resiliency. And uh, I'm super pumped about this show uh, because I happened across our, first of all, our guest is Dr. Jason McKinney. Welcome, Dr. McKinney, to the show. Hey, nice <laughs> to be here. Nice to be here. And we're excited to have you. Um, so I happened across um, Dr. McKinney's work in doing my own research. As a, a, a scholar and a researcher, it's really important for me to kind of ground myself in what others are doing, what others are contributing to the field, and more importantly, how others are sharing their experiences. And um, I am passionate about creating pipelines of knowledge and supports for our historically underserved black and brown PhD students, and really all undergrad, grad, and, and PhD. Just, I am at this level right now um, at, at this phase. And Dr. McKinney's work really spoke to me. Um, his work is really focused on uh, black PhD students and resiliency. And I wanted to bring him on the show so he could talk about his research, um, so he could share kind of his own things that have contributed to his own success. And just a spoiler, Dr. McKinney, I did uh, watch that YouTube video that you have about when you're talking about your family and your experiences and um, all of that. And so he's got a phenomenal story. And then we're just going to round off with some advice that he would give for those of us that are kind of on our on our journey, beginning our journey, if he could go back to the Jason of years ago and, and say, hey, this is the advice um, that I would give. And so Jason, Dr. Jason McKinney is a postdoctoral fellow for the School of Medicine, as well as teaching and learning at the University of Missouri. Um, and um, he has made, he has, he has walked over the, the Red Sea. He's on the, he's on the other side, he's on the other side with us. And so, um, so Dr. McKinney, um, I would love for you to, um, to kick us off and tell us a little bit more about you and, and kind of what led you to do your research on Black PhD students and resiliency. Well, first of all, I just want to say thank you for allowing me to be on your podcast. I really appreciate it. When you reached out to me, I was like, what? Somebody want to talk to me? Little old me. So I appreciate that you even gave me this space to even share. So I'm grateful for that. Um, my journey to research the Black students at predominantly white institution. My journey uh, is unique. First of all, I'm Black. And then um, I... It stems from the PK-12 experience. Um, just to go over it briefly, you know, I had some teachers back in PK-12 told me that I wouldn't even graduate high school. Oh my God. college. Come so, on. yeah. So, you know, you and most kids nowadays, um, they think 
you just make it past 12th grade, you got it. But what's beyond that? So um, my parents, thank God, I had some strong parents. And they always talked to us about doing something beyond high school, working, education, things like that. And my dad always stated that, you know, you constantly learn every day. So education don't end once you finish school. So I started school and my journey in school was a little bit uh, wonky. I wanted to be a robotics specialist at the beginning because I was in the Transformers and all of that. But then it changed and I got um, the bug of diversity. So um, when I started working at Job Corps and I was a, a counselor there, I started meeting people from all over the world. And my dad was in the military, so I already had like that diversity piece. But when I started interacting with students, it really just took off. So um, from there, when I worked at Job Corps and I worked with students from 26 different states, United, 26 different states throughout the United States, and then 14 other countries around the world. So we had students from um, South America, various parts of Asia. I had students from the Philippines, Vietnam, Russia, Australia, um, Germany, China. Um, so um, various parts and even various um, countries in Africa from the West Coast down to Cape Town. So just had a lot of different experiences with the students and it really just like gave me that diversity bug. So after that, I went to the University of Illinois or Verna Champaign and I received my degrees from um, from them in diversity, equity, and social issues and education. Oh my gosh, education. you're an Illini. Yes, 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 oh, yes. Gosh, we're gonna keep going, keep going. Half my family went are, are Illini, okay? So that's a whole separate, you guys are your own separate people. Okay, keep going. Uh, I went there and I was um, just engaging with even more diversity but from a different perspective, because the cohort I was in, it was only um, four of us was minority students. It was 32 of us and four of us was minority students. Everybody else was well, um, white. And it was this unique uh, experience. And just side note, before I move forward, I remember having a conversation in um, one of our classes and I was talking, I call it education ease in my dissertation when you try to talk in higher education speak and I thought I was doing well but somebody made a statement and I went hood real quick I got off the highway <laughs> and went on 95 in Chicago where the bus stop is and then got back on the highway but I didn't miss a beat but yeah so um you know it's okay to mix your your styles up you know be you be your authentic self but moving forward graduating from there and then I came to the University of Missouri, where I obtained my PhD, but my journey uh, started on this research when I came to Mizzou. So what happened is my parents wanted to know about Mizzou. They didn't know nothing about University of Missouri. I didn't either. Well, my dad knew a little, but I didn't. All I knew was about the football team. Came up here, checked out. Um, I had already got accepted and was trying to find a place to stay. And um, my parents wanted to know where I was at. So drove up here and everything. And we went to one apartment and um, I had scheduled for four. My dad walked around the first townhouse we went to, checked everything, looked at the refrigerator, checked the, 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 all the walls and stuff. He's like, okay, this is it. <laughs> he was tired. He was like, wait, I was like, we just got here. He was like, no, you, this is where you stand. And um, gave him a check for the down payment. He was like, all right, let's go home. 
And um, that was the last time, first time and the last time that my parents was able to come to see me here at Missouri. So um, I moved in on the 14th of August, 2014. And then um, on the 2nd of September, my mom was diagnosed with cancer, stage four. And um, I was just trying to balance myself and still stay in school and still stay focused on checking in on my mom. So I was here about 50% of the time. And uh, she passed away on the 12th of February the following year. And I also lost my dad later on that year, 10 months later. So um, just to give you a, uh, this is like a prelude. If you have not watched my YouTube video, you need to watch it and tell you all the story and everything. So, um, but um, just to wrap it up, after I buried my mom and dad, my brother and sister, we put them to rest. Three months later, I was in a car accident. Got clipped on a highway, um, on Highway 70 by a semi-truck. And my car was totaled, but I was not. Um, I didn't have a scratch on me. One of my good friends, I'm a man of faith, by the way. I'm also a minister. And um, one of my good friends, Rhodesia McMillan, excuse me, Dr. Rhodesia McMillan, she stated, she was like, not one scratch. She was like, boy, you resilient. Cause I never took out time anytime that my mom was in the hospital. And when she passed and my dad passed getting everything together, I never took any time off. And from that day, um, it happened on a Sunday. I was in an accident the next Sunday, a group of my friends and I was over her house and she cooked us some fried chicken with a uh, spaghetti. I never forget it. And that's when my dissertation title was developed. And uh, now I'm Dr. Jason McKinney after all of that, um, the, the various hurdles, um, not only from being a student, but being a black student, being a student that has a disability. I was born with no digits on my right hand. I also have been diagnosed with MS since 2003, um, multiple sclerosis for people who don't know. And, um, but I've just been pressing forward. And uh, I would not be mindful if I did not say that I did not do this on my own. It was my family and friends, but I have to give the first props and all credit to God first. So um, he gets all the credit, first of all, then it'll trickle down to everybody else. But uh, yeah, um, being resilient. And I started looking at my own story, but then I was like, ah, why look at just mine? Let's add some other people in. Everybody else got a story. So I ended up picking nine other participants across the United States. Um, four was from the Midwest, and then everybody else came from East Coast, North, East, and South. And I had a mother and daughter team, which was unique, very unique. Um, and uh, it just was a great experience on finding how people were resilient, what they struggled with how they navigated their cultural capital and cultural knowledge within a white institution, a, a, a predominantly white institution, how they were successful. Because my story might look a little bit different, but we have a lot of similarities, even though we're in different parts of the country and we're different individuals, we have a lot of things that are the same. So that's- Keep going, yeah. sorry. Oh, you okay, you okay. So that's why or how I led to my subject and, um, yeah, yeah, and I'm still um I'm still yelling off that, um, but I'll say something else um about some information of advice later that I want to connect back when I run back around. But yeah, love that, love that. 
Um, and it's so important to talk about all those different parts of us because we're not just graduate students. We're not just PhD students. We're people that have families. And I love that you talked about your faith um, as well, you know, that, that grounding and that rooting. Um, because I think people don't talk enough about, about that, whether it's, you know, your, your faith, um, whether it's, you know, something that you're really passionate about that brings you life and joy. Um, I, you know, I didn't hear that when I was, you know, throughout my program, I'm still in it. Right. I didn't hear that. So I love that you, um, that you, you know, led with that and, and center that. And so in terms of your like most impactful takeaways, what would you say were um, a couple of the things that kind of blew you away about what you found in, 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 and this is speaking to, you know, folks who are listening to the show who may or may not be black, maybe they're, you know, allies, maybe they're department folks, maybe they're families, but what were things that you found um, in your research that a couple of the things that were the most impactful takeaways? Well, first is how um, a deficit mindset doesn't always come from the outside. It could come from the inside as well. And I'm not just talking about from your own mind, but from someone in your own family. So it was um, a participant that shared how her dad was trying to embed in her and her sister's mindset since they were little, that they weren't going to do nothing but just go to school and end up pregnant before they end up getting out of high school. It was like he was trying to indoctrinate that mindset in them. So, you know, you go to school and they went um, in a school system that was hard for black folks to go in in their time, in their time span um, during the um, 70s and things like that. She was talking about the, the rough times that she had to deal with at school. Then come home and then hear a totally different negative perspective from her dad. So it was just kind of rough. And um, I'm, I would say the takeaways is don't let nobody dictate to you what you can do. Don't let no one put you in a bottle. So from that standpoint, your, defi your deficit mindset comes from how much information you allow others that is pouring into you, whether it's positive or negative, how much you take in. So you need to make sure that you um, be mindful of who you surround yourself from, the voices you listen to, the community in which you are connected to. Make sure that you navigate those waters well. Um, the other impactful takeaway is to just be um, a, a light to yourself, uplifting. Encourage yourself every morning. Tell yourself something good um, about yourself. If you're having a rough day, Tell yourself, I know I might not be feeling the best right now, but I'll be better. I'll get better. If you if you fail a test or you think you're not doing that well on a writing assignment, um, which we call the bleeding paper, you know, like when you get a paper and you write, turn it in, and then they turn it back to you, and you be different like, color. different colors. Yes, yes, yes. It's all over. <sighs> Breathe and say, I'll do better next time. Don't beat yourself up. It's not the end of the world. Um, so do that. And one important thing I think we don't do, we have so much grace with everybody else. We don't have enough grace on ourselves. So give yourself grace. Um, allow yourself to have some grace and uh, find a theme song. Uh, if you don't like music, you need to find a picture or something. 
but you need to find a theme song every year. Um, while I was in my PhD program, I always found a theme song for my year. Now I had I had like a theme song for spring, summer, winter, fall, but I had one song that would dominate the whole year. And I found my theme song. Now, maybe if it's hip hop, jazz, R&B, gospel. I'm a neo soul brother. My favorite artist is Layla Halfway. Love that woman. That's my girl. Um, but boom, um, something that can uplift you and encourage you. So um, those elements. And one other impactful takeaway I would say is don't allow anyone to tell you that you need to do a specific research. However, be mindful that you want to get done. So your dissertation won't be your greatest work. And I know a lot of professors tell you that, and that's true. Um, I think one of my greatest works is a paper, I mean, a chapter that I turned in off a piece of my dissertation. <laughs> that somebody say, oh, there's no need to be in here. And I think it's become one of my greatest works. Anyway, um, so um, just be mindful of that and show yourself grace. Yes. Yeah, I love that. I really appreciate that. Um, because we don't think about those things. We're not hearing those things. And I, I think that, and I shared this with, and for, the, for the audience, I shared this with Dr. McKinney before we got on the air. Um, I said, you know, there's some amazing people that, you know, have been in higher ed for years and I honor them, I respect them, but there's just something sometimes to being close to being able to talk with someone who's kind of closer to the process who's right there um and so i i appreciate you know the the tangible practical of you know kind of what is going in your what message is resonating with you and i love the the theme song it seems really simple but you know what is it that you're hearing you know over and over again um in addition to yourself saying i gotta write these doggone papers right Right, right, right. You need something that's going to pump you up, something that's going to get you a, a vibe. And um, another thing, just to add on while you brought that up, is rest, self-care. We don't do it enough. In a PhD program, we, we have to kill ourselves. We think we have to stay up till three or four o'clock in the morning writing a paper that's due two weeks from later, but we want to make sure it's the best paper ever written. And um. And we got to be mindful that we got to get some rest. You do your best work when you are refueled. So on the weekends, whatever, take a break, sit. And even though you might have a paper to do, so sometimes you might not be able to do it, but take some time to say, hey, I'm going to set a little time aside for myself to re-energize, re, re replenish my energy, get your mind off your paper, um, do something fun, connect with your friends, um, the relationships that you have, call somebody you haven't spoke to in a while, go for a walk, something like that. Um, go and grab something that you haven't had, like a treat or something, ice cream, whatever, some hagen dazs So, you know, you do that. And then when you, um, when you go back to working on Monday on your work and in your school, in your GRA, whatever position, or your job, because I know some of you are working full-time too, um, you'll be renewed and you'll have a fresh mind. And you, was, you won't be thinking about everything over the weekend. That way, when you go back in, you'll have fresh, fresh eyes and a fresh mindset rather than just carrying over things. It's almost like um, when you restart your computer 
and um, you get all the cash out and everything, and you clear it, and then your your computer, your smartphone run, runs a little bit faster. That's right. That's what it is. You need to do that to your brain. Yes, I love yes. that. I so, love. It. Yes, come on with that cash, clearing that cash out. <laughs> that's right. You can't. Yeah, because it bogs you down. Oh my yes. gosh. So I wanna. So I wanna kind of round the bend, and in terms of, and this is kind of like for folks that, for them to have kind of this future trajectory, right? They're in the space right now, um, they're in their program, but for you, for the work that you've done, for the great research that you've done, how is that kind of setting you up or how do you envision that even setting you up for the things that you wanna do moving forward? What are you excited about that you're like, hey. This oh man, um, you know, all right, so I'm going to be fully transparent with this. I'm going to try to make this quick. Okay. I ended my PhD at the beginning of the pandemic. So I was the first one in our college to defend on Zoom. So, we, you know, everything was closed. We had to do the defense on Zoom. I turned my GRA position, which was a mentorship program that I helped develop with curriculum for uh, students I trained. Um, Mizzou students, University of Missouri students, um, to be mentors. And then we worked with students in St. Louis and Kansas City, Missouri. And um, I turned that from just a 20 hour a week GRA position to a full time gig. Um, but I, I just said, hey, you know what, I think we could do more with this. I wrote a letter and um, to the director and he loved the idea uh, and my supervisor. So they made it happen. However, um, unbeknownst to me, someone told the School of Medicine and Teacher Learning Center about me and what I was doing. So I got an email and a call, and um, I wasn't even in my new position for a week. And I had an interview with the School of Medicine talking about another teaching scholars program. They wanted to work with rural doctors. And um, I was like, oh. And I didn't know, I was like, me working with School of Medicine, Teach for Learning Center, I get, but the School of Medicine, it was like a combo deal. And uh, I was like, okay, I took it. And it was just a postdoc position. I had a full-time job, but I left for this opportunity, even though I still work with my old job, they didn't want to let me go. So I'm now an educational consultant. So I appreciate them for still sliding brother a little bit of bread. That's right. Anyway. That's right. So, so so don't don't dish your um skill set don't don't box them in but the reason why i'm bringing all of this up is because my postdoc was only scheduled to be one year end up being two years during wrap up but even though i did this thing that was outside of my realm that i never thought i could do a lot of great opportunities have come about this so i have put on workshops for resident and fellow doctors for um, whole department heads. Um, the ACGME is a um, graduate medical educational um, board council that governs all the medical schools in the United States. Each medical school um, graduate board has one. And I just presented in front of them and they love my work. So now they're trying I to figure love out it. how Congrats. they can keep Yeah, me. yeah, come but, on. But all of these things is because I've just stretched myself. 
And I was like, what can I do? What, what do I have that I can bring to the table to enhance what they want me to do and don't be closed-minded? So I was trying to think outside the box and I'm still doing research on resiliency, diversity, and equity, but from an educational standpoint, but through the medical field. And as we know from the medical field as being underrepresented people, how that is needed for the impact of knowing the diverse pieces of education so that doctors can treat people that look like us better or internationals you know don't have a bias and if they do if they do have those biases be able to put them away be mindful of how you interact don't perceive that someone um can take pain just because they're black they need medication just like everybody else so um you know um we got to be mindful of those things and um just sharing that information while also telling excuse me telling them about the growth mindset how to um give um impactful feedback and um, understanding how to support a student. So these are all the elements that I'm sharing with doctors because they're trained to heal, not to teach. And I'm sharing this with them to elevate. So I'm using everything I have and they appreciate it. So it's opening a lot of doors for me and um, some jobs interviews. I thought I was like, hey, let me just see what happens. I thought I would never get and I'm getting due to the fact that I was like, wow. And it was like, yeah, we like your experience or they be like, what do you do? How do you do that? Okay. And I do podcasts too. So it's like you're stretching yourself. So I'm, I, I don't know where I'm going to land yet because um, I don't want to talk too much about it, but the very um, association I was talking with, I'm working on trying to get a job with them that works with all the medical schools. I wasn't even thinking about trying to work for a medical organization. Now I am. I love <laughs> and it. And so so it's, it's just funny um, how, how you can do that. So I guess my thing is, is believe in yourself, think outside the box, still strive to do what you want to do, but think outside the box of how you can connect something else to elevate your skill set. And don't be afraid of trying something new. Don't be afraid. If an opportunity comes up and someone presents it to you and you think that it's something that you can continue to do your research, and develop your skill set, but also enhance yourself, um, I think you should try it. So, so don't, don't be closed-minded and don't be afraid to say, hey, because um, like I thought, oh, I'm gonna be a professor or something as soon as I finish. No, I'm a postdoc and it's okay. It's okay. And I chose this road because I had a position as a coordinator, but I've chose this road. And my wife, she was like, um, she was like, you're gonna give up your job to be a postdoc? It's not permanent. And I was like, do you trust me? And She's like, yes. I was like, good. Be rolling with it. So, yeah. So all is all is well. And um, but you got to believe in yourself and don't stop trying. I think it's an old rock song. Don't stop believing. That's right. Anyway, that's right. That's right. Well, <laughs> yeah. that is a perfect way for us to close out the show. I just um, I'm super glad that uh, I, I'm super pumped um that we ended with that. Don't stop believing. Definitely. Um, but just for everybody out there, know that we can do uh, really good things individually, but we are so much better together and um, can't wait to hear, you know, all the great things that you're going to do that uh, you're doing moving forward, Dr. McKinney. And um, for anybody that wants to, to look him up and touch base with him, I'll definitely make sure that I put your info in the, uh, in the show notes and, um, no, everybody. I, I have one quick thing yeah. to say. One, Come on. One, one, real, real quick. Um, through my 
dissertation development, everyone that participated, we developed a music list on Spotify <laughs> to encourage us while we're working through. We need that the, list. We need yes, that so list. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to send you the link and um, then can share it. But if anyone wants to just email me the songs you want to add on to it, because I'm trying to build it up so that others can be a part of it. So yeah, just let me know what songs that encourage you or getting you through so it can help somebody else. So um, I'll do that. Yeah. I love it. All right. Well, everybody else have a, have a wonderful day and uh, I'll talk with you soon. Bye-bye.